If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Slurpy Muck Slurperson? <laughs> yeah, I've got my teeth. Uh, it's nice and warm. You've had your pancakes. How about my pancakes? I've also got a couple. Usually, I always go for coffee when I do the podcast. Today, me too. I feel like I need a hug. A hug and a mug. Yeah, me too. No, it's not, not a cup of tea. soup, cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what's going on. Uh, what is Ugh. going on? The world's crazy what these days. Can't keep up with Trove it. Trove Tuesday. The world's crazy these days. Uh, if you just look at the news, yeah. that's the true horror. So please escape from the true horror of the news and look at terrible slash, well, maybe not terrible, but questionable horror movies. Yeah. And we're going to do, we're going to talk about two of them today, right? Yeah, but before all that jazz, have you... Um, before that jizz. I've got a bit of news. Might you okay. probably, you've probably seen it. Is the Candyman teaser stuff has started to arrive. The Jordan Peele Candyman. So he tweeted Candyman, out... as uh, Andy Cuddy would refer to him. The Candyman. He's, um, Mr. Jordan Peele's tweeted out like a, a bit of a teaser video where we get to see the guy, mm-hmm. the guy who was Dr. Manhattan. Um in the Watchmen yep. TV show, series. Oh, shit, that's a spoiler. Ignore that. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There we go. Spoiler straight away. Spoiler. Uh, y- yeah. It's, it's Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. He'd be great as the Candyman, I think. Um, and it's a, uh, Jordan Peele said, if you retweet, if you press this tweet button, it'll tweet Candyman five times from your account, and then you get to see yep. the trailer before everyone else. I'm sure it'll be on YouTube. Within, well, within two seconds of it arriving yeah. anywhere. He'll be on YouTube. Well, so it's apparently it's just like the first look, so it it gives you basically ten seconds, and then the first trailer apparently officially drops on Thursday. 
So okay. I was kind of I didn't realize what Jordan Peele's involvement in this is, but he's just producing it. Well, sorry, co-writer slash producer, oh, okay. director Nia DaCosta, who directed Little Woods. But he's directing the director, I think. He's telling the director he's where to direct stuff. Puppets, pulling puppet strings. strings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see. And then we also got a poster with his hook covered in honey. Looked a bit sexual, strangely. Uh, <laughs> looked delicious. Made me want to put honey on a pancake. Um, how do you feel about the logo slash font? I mean, it's there we yeah, go. It looks good. It's right, isn't it? Yeah, it looks good. Um, I'm quite excited. I think uh, there was uh, like a five second thing that went out, teaser video, and you heard him, the main actor, I can't remember his name, uh, say what what are the old lines? Something about being my victim or something like that. Um, and someone in a Facebook group was like, "It doesn't sound like Candy Man. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Tony Todd." But I'm like, "It sounds great. I don't understand what you." issue is like he doesn't obviously he doesn't sound yeah. like tony todd it's not tony todd so there's going to be a difference no. that's but fine it's, it's fine to have a, we've had a long enough we've had a long enough time since the original candy man and it's, it's followed 30 and it years to get a new one 30 years plus i don't think now. it was as much as it's a, it is a great film i wouldn't think it's considered as like oh you made me feel free to correct me but my personal opinion i don't think of it as like horror royalty as such i do it's just like one of those films there we go feel free to correct me i've said so, i think for, no, some, for some people is it is but for so me i think it's yeah. absolutely fine absolutely fine to get like a remake of this i think it's mm. not like an untouchable film is it you know oh you mean like jaws so, you wouldn't want to yeah if someone was jaws, going so. oh we're gonna do jaws we're gonna do the shining we're gonna do bloody the exorcist we're gonna remake any of that you'd be yeah. like oh no leave it alone yeah, but, I know what you mean. Yeah, this one I feel is ripe for remake. Plus, yeah. like I said, I'm just happy to get some more Clive Barker material out in the world and fresh. And yeah, yeah, and it would be nice to get even more. Hopefully, uh, Clive Barker resurgence would be nice. Well, he, he, we're going to do all the Book of Blood TV show stuff, which yeah. would probably be pretty great if they do it right. Like I don't know if it really works a lot of Clive Barker stuff in today's world. A lot of it does feel like eighties or of the time, that kind of splattery, uh, gory kind of romantic gore stuff. But um I don't know, maybe we're maybe we're all ready for it now. Who knows? Let's see. Mm. Uh have you got any more news? Yeah. Um, so I was reading a little bit more about Robert Eggers and his next directorial offering after The Witch in the Lighthouse. So he's directing a film called The Northman, which is a Viking revenge film um, set in Iceland. Oh. The turn of the 10th century. Loves that. Loves all that, doesn't he? Um, he penned the screenplay with Icelandic poet and novelist Sion? Sijon? Dijon Mustard? This guy. Um, yeah, so he says it's a bigger movie than the others. I can say it's a Viking revenge movie and we're shooting in Europe. It's dark and un- unusually violent, so you know. Unusually violent. Okay, sounds good to unusually me. Unusually violent, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's all we know about that. Obviously, he likes things that are set in in various time periods. That's I think cool. he likes, um, this is an interview, I think he enjoy like his favourite part of the filmmaking process is uh, recreating costumes and, and stuff and getting it sort of, getting all the nitty-gritty details pretty much perfect for that time period. Yep. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Very, very um, exciting stuff. Yeah. 
And, I, and you know how I feel about all the Resident Evil game stuff, including that in the news section as well. well Resident Evil okay. 3 demo is apparently on the way. Now, Resident Evil official accounts tweeted, Resident Evil 3 demo on the way. We'll have m- more details in the near future. Considering it's only like a month and a half away or something like that, I think we're possibly going to get it in the next couple of weeks. It'll probably just be a short one. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 one was like twenty minutes. a timed 20-minute long get as far as you can sort of thing um and also that um some of the some of the gaming um something like ign and stuff have been getting their hands on and some videos talking about the mechanics of the nemesis and all this other stuff and it looks like amazing like i cannot wait to just look a bit a, slightly bit more actiony did you not think yeah and i think that was what resident evil 3 nemesis originally was a bit mm. like it was almost like resident evil 2 2.0 yeah and it was almost like just a little bit more action a little bit more threat and i think that's it It'll lean a lot heavy really heavily into the horror stuff in resident evil 2 resident evil 3 a bit but i think that's when it's the series started to go we're going to probably get on this action route a bit more yeah. along the lines but yeah very yeah. exciting stuff so i need to talk to you a, a, a bit about resident evil um so it's my birthday last week or something maybe a couple of weeks ago uh, my friend Dieter got me resident evil 2 so i'm finally playing it spent about two hours on it so far it's uh it's pretty fantastic it's um it's scary it's not quite as like a visceral terror as what i felt with resident evil 7 and outlast that sort of first person horror i do think it's a bit bit more like a personable terror this feels like i mean it's still scary when there's bits where i'm still screaming like a little kid when every little jump scare or zombie comes out and there's bits where you're going through the dark corridors and stuff and you it's tough as well, right? Yeah, I was doing that thing where you're when you save and then you do a teeny tiny bit more of the game and run back through the hallway to save again, <laughs> and then keep inching yeah. forward. Because if you saved recently, you feel a bit braver mm. to move forward a little bit more without a bit more well, carefree. I I sort of started trying to do a replay of it like last week, and I was a bit like, God, I don't remember anything about this game. Like I don't remember what I was doing, what the mechanics are. Yeah, well, it's only been a year, but. I'm gonna. I might need to play it a bit more, so I'm so I'm scrubbed up, ready for when Resident Evil Three arrives. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna plow through this, and then probably mm. get Resident Evil Three when it comes out and go straight into that. But I've still got Resident Evil Seven to play in VR. So I've got the whole VR headset now, oh, so yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that as well. I would like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Keeping up, sticking with games. I've been playing Soma this week. Have you really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite quite a good chunk into it. Um, and I really like it. Like it's got a really interesting, engrossing story that like unravels yeah. nicely. Whereabouts um, are you up to? Like, do you what's so, the last big thing that happened? Without thinking about big time spoilers, I have pretty much worked out what's going on with me and what I am, yeah. and how I've how I've come to get where I am. Um, and I'm currently like walking through some pretty dark corridors, and there's like an armless dude who's kind of like in there screaming in the <laughs> I mean it's pretty scary. Uh so what am I trying to do at the moment? I think I tried to escape in something called the the Dunbat. And <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> that like yeah. blew up so I now I've gone gone off to find somewhere else. If I'm gonna use like an elevator or something to get myself down somewhere. down to the Marina Trench. That's the one Mariana yeah. Trench, Marina Trench. So I think that's the, yeah. that's where I'm at now. But yeah, I really okay. like it. Like I prefer it to something like Amnesia because I think with Amnesia there were a lot of mechanics in that game which were yeah. really difficult to get your head around and puzzles that were like 
almost impossible. The fact that this game doesn't hold your hand, yeah. but you know, you give things a little bit of attention, and it's pretty. You know, I love straight. all of the. Um, there's like there's all like computer terminals and stuff. There's a lot of like tactile stuff where you have to press one bit, pull a lever down yeah. here, and they feel kind of re- real, <laughs> like the little computers. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're like running back and forth and doing. There's a few bits where you're trying to um, recreate some artificial intelligence like world and simulation with with a with a certain oh. guy to try and get to try and get, get information, information out. out yeah, of him. yeah. And you kind and of that was torturing tough. them in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was tough. And it reminded me of that Black Mirror episode, you know, where there's like that tiny little computer version of you and um, yeah. John Hamm is trying to break him. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Yeah, it was very if, much like that. They took a bit of that for Black Mirror, I think. Uh, this must have come out before Black Mirror, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Well, I've been kind of going crazy. Since we watched Underwater, I've been going crazy on the uh, <laughs> Underwater. Yeah. deep The deep sea uh, stuff. Um, I watched The Abyss as well last night. Oh, yeah. Which is like I think pretty underrated James Cameron film really it doesn't really get uh, talks of. Can't in the even scene. remember it really. It's been years since I've seen it's it. It's good, man. It's really, yeah. really good. It's okay. like I've been watching that again. It's it's like it's majestic, but it's also like uh, nerve wracking and quite claustrophobic. Yeah, it's good. It's really Just, good, and it's like not not a traditional sort of film what, like you'd expect it to be yeah. in terms of science fiction. Just to check uh, on Soma, just to jump back. Have you looked in the mirror? There's that one bit where you get yeah, to yeah, look sorry. in the mirror. Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have looked in the mirror, yeah. yeah. I've looked in the mirror, so I kind of see what I am. That's kind of, I've kind of got my head around it, but I'm still expecting more twists and turns because oh, yeah. it just seems like that sort of story. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, re- it's, it's really cool so far. I really liked it. Go I on. really like it, sorry. Yeah, I want to but... get my hands on sort of other, other sort of stuff. Maybe I'll go back to Amnesia because I think I'd never finished that and, there's, and the other chapters of it I never finished. Yeah, me too. Uh, I found those ones really scary and tough to play, but I think now I'm bit more well-versed in horror games like i've got outlast 2 i want to play as well and also the new blair witch game uh which looks a similar mm-hmm. sort of oh yeah, person yeah tent have you played that one on on no i haven't is it on ps4 now yeah yeah so ed harvey from okay. trash tapes was playing it oh lovely maybe i need to get my hands on that next then yeah that might be a good sh- good shape yeah man i'm digging the horror game in at the minute um other than that uh, I didn't watch. Them. I watched yeah a few TV series. I was catching up on Always Sunny and that kind of thing, but also watched Sonic the Hedgehog, which I guess is a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. What did you think? How did you? Uh, did I discuss that last week? I might discuss that. Maybe last week. you did actually. Yeah. Maybe um, I did. Um, well, I quite liked it. Did you quite like it? I think it was very just a little bit above average. If I was a kid, it felt like it was just for a kid. <laughs> it felt like for like a nineties kid like it's like an it's like an et story alien yeah a, a guy has to take an alien into a different place to help the alien get back home it's kind of the story but it, it's fine i mean it was yeah. pretty cool i mean i probably enjoyed it a little bit more i, was, I watched it with like some kids the yeah. kids were with me it wasn't like i just went and sat <laughs> with some kids and went can i watch this with you guys is that right with you lads uh so yeah like I enjoyed it. It was a good family-friendly film, and I'd really like the end credits. I think I mentioned that. Oh yeah, yeah. The only thing is, uh, well, uh, Jim Carrey. It was really lovely to see him playing that kind of '90s comedy role again. Yeah, like he did it so well. Oh yeah. Did you play uh, Sonic yeah. Mania? Just to carry on with the games for a second. Oh, the most recent, the most recent one. Yeah, I did. I found that game yeah, the, uh... was pretty great because it was it recreated the original style and it was like a two D side-scrolling thing, and it was really good. But I feel like this game really fucking tried to troll you 
Like he would wrong step you every like like you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd be going yeah. one way and then you jump a certain way and you hit like some uh, spikes or something. In the old game, like you go, okay, I'll just jump over that next time. This one, you get to that yeah. point, you jump over it again, and there'll be like a like a trap door or something. He just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like they knew every single thing you were going to make, and they were like, let's just trick, trip them there and there and there. <laughs> yeah, it's quite annoying. Controlled by a game, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, uh, Got yeah. it. Yeah. If anything else. Seen... <laughs> Um, no, I don't think so. I've just watched one other one other thing, which was the uh, other Joe Bagos film that he released last. Ah, uh, yeah, everyone watched this last um, last year. So I think I spoke about Bliss last week, and I wasn't into it at all. Really, kind of done my head in a little bit. But VFW, which I think stands for Veterans of Foreign Wars, is that right? Veterans fighting. <laughs> v- Veterans of Foreign Wars. So. This is like a cross between Assault on Precinct 13 and uh, Escape from New York. And it's like the most John Carpenter, non-John Carpenter film could ever be. But like, it didn't feel like it was ripping anything off. It just felt like it wore its heart on its sleeve. It knew it was like a sort of grindhouse schlock of an action, an 80s action film mm-hmm. uh, with loads of, super, loads of gore. But the cast like, it was like people like Stephen Lang, William Sadler, David Patrick Kelly, um and what's his name what's his name fred williamson mm. so like a lot of people that you kind of recognize from being kick-ass dudes in films and now they're all kick-ass old dudes together banding together to take down this gang of violent punks who are like almost like zombies in a way because they're all it's all really it's really over the top it's drenched in like neon colors it's really 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 gory who put this film out is it so, is it spectre vision again um, no, uh, I'm not sure actually. Um, yeah. I think Fangoria Films. Uh, okay, so that is oh, yeah, Fangoria Films, Cinestate. So that's um, yeah, okay. The people who put out oh, I can't his name now, um, Bone Tomahawk and uh, those films. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was really good though. Like everything that everything that Bliss was, like this wasn't. There was okay. even though it had the same the same actress in it as Bliss, who who kind of annoyed me a bit in Bliss. This time it's completely different. So. Yeah, I think it just this film just felt like it didn't take itself seriously at all, whereas Bliss felt like it took itself too seriously. So it was a nice, yeah, refreshing. I'm so glad that um, it was as different as it was. But yeah, the a lovely simp score as well. This is a really good like siege film. Yeah, yeah, which I think are always are always pretty good. Cool man, uh, and then the boys one and two. Like I said, so <laughs> I I saw the boy one. A couple of years ago, I didn't watch it this time round. It was called The Boy One when it came out as well. They just knew, <laughs> they, knew, they, knew. they were going to release the sequel. So I mean, I remember the twist, and I remember some of the sort of scares and stuff. I remember the tone. Directed by the same guy, right? Yeah, so it's direct. <clears throat> it's directed by the same guy. Um, let me just give you a little brief blurb for The Boy. So Boy is a 2016 horror film directed by William Brent Bell. Uh, stars Lauren, Lauren Cohen and Rupert Evans. Um, an American nanny is shocked that her new English family's boy is actually a life-size doll. After she violates a list of strict rules, disturbing events make her believe that the doll is really alive. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 10%. Letterboxd, well, 2.5. For the boy this one. Is the boy one. Yeah. <laughs> the boy one. So um, yeah. it's not off to the best start. Um, so what 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 can we say about this? I mean, it's English, I believe, English produced. 
it's a English yeah. homegrown movie. Um, but it's not uh, set in England, is it? It's is set. It now this is weird because I so all right, okay. So I think it's in, set in England. I think. Yeah. But both of these films, the boy one and the boy two, have got like a, an American female protagonist. Oh yeah, maybe that's like and a selling the film when I was, sort of thing. When I was doing a bit of research, it seems like the house where the film is, where the films are set, is actually in America. It looks like a New england sort of house. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what it said. It says New England there, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people around the grounds and everything and a lot of the a lot of the supporting cast are all English. That made me feel like it was supposed to be an English house uh, or a house in England. Yeah. And a yes, little weird uh, dolly, like the, like the Brahms boy, a little yeah. boy Brahms. That, I mean, he's, he's a little English square, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, so... Well, this film was on Netflix a couple of years ago, I believe. Me and Kat, my fiance, watched it. Uh, why not? It looks like it could be in the genre of haunted horror movies that are like uh, Ouija or, you know, that mm. the, the big thing at the minute, Lights Out, or what's the big one? Conjuring Universe. It feels like it's in that kind of vein of, of horror movies. How many, though? How many haunted doll movies can mm-hmm. we really truly stomach? I'm not really bothered with the Annabelle stuff because I kind of feel like, I don't know, and this didn't really appeal to me, but I saw there was a sequel coming out. Somebody told me the first one was actually all right, surprisingly all right. And again, I watched it on Netflix, but I only watched it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I think I actually spoke about it on this podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean, what? It's from my memory, it seemed like it hit that tone quite well of The Conjuring Verse. I don't think it had quite as big a budget, but it seemed like it was hitting the notes, but it didn't seem to have the creativity of the scares. Like especially in the second one, it didn't seem to have any of the. Uh, we'll, um, we'll talk about the scares in a bit. Okay. But there, I mean, I know it, we got up in arms about some of the scares in Ouija and Ouija. What's the second one called again? Pre Ouija. Origin of Evil. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and how and how like the second one obviously improved massively upon the first one. Yeah. This I feel like the first one kind of hit some notes that are good, some notes that are bad. Doesn't end on a high, I don't think. But the second one, I know we're going to talk about the second one in a bit. But it just really seems to just put zero percent effort <laughs> into everything. There are scares yeah. in it within these films that I swear are you got the audio of a scare, like the huge, the huge violin squeal and like the deep rumbling of, of something, but you've actually got no visual. There was a couple of times when there was a scare. I was like, what, what am I looking for? What am I looking for? It's almost like it was a placeholder for a scare. They got right, a scare, these go here, yeah. bang. They forgot to put the visual in. So yeah, that's the problem I kind of had with it. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels, and it seems like the mythology throughout these two films is so like disjointed and inconsistent. Well, I, so I, I kind of like... What they were going, like they're going for like a double reversal. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. The part of the film, uh, the first one is um, an, an American girl comes to England and she's going to be a nanny for what she thinks is a real boy. Uh, it's like the Heelshire family, it's like an old couple, and as, as they, they this seem nice enough, and they invite her in, and then they sit her down and says, "This this here is uh, Brahms. He's our little boy." Brahms is a weird name. It looks like it's some famous composer, but it sounds kind of spooky. Um, old English spooky. And then uh, the, she's like, oh, it's actually a doll. <laughs> uh, but she well, doesn't, she say, doesn't say that. Well, they don't no. say that. They don't say, 
this no. is our son. He's actually a doll. They just go, here's our son. And she laughs at the first. So it's, uh, it's Lauren Cohen from, from The Walking Dead. who played Maggie in The Walking Dead. And she's really good mm. in that. She's one of the good, constant, con- sorry, consistent characters in that show. Yeah. I haven't watched it for a while. And I like her. I think she's a pretty good uh, leading lady for a film like this. But yeah, she kind of laughs initially to say, what? Your, your, your little boy's a doll? And they kind of go, yeah, it's a doll. He's... No, 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 they don't say that. Why do they keep saying that? That's what anyone else would say. Anyone else. Like, she'd go, you've literally got to be having a laugh, haven't you? But I think she thinks, yeah, I could probably get a nice bit of, nice bit of money out of this, nice bit of bunts. Yeah, because like so, she's, uh, she's, I think she's escaped from a relationship in England, in America. Got a yeah. slightly abusive boyfriend, so maybe, or something. Or? Got like an abusive boyfriend who's still like hanging on in there. Like he keeps contacting her friend, and he's clearly like looking for her in America. So she's gone as far away as she can. How can he find her? All right, maybe maybe this is explained in the plot. <laughs> Facebook, mate. Facebook. He's, check, he's got to find in. my fo- he's got to find my phone app installed on her yeah. on her iPhone. Maybe. Yeah. yeah so. So obviously she's trying to escape something and she's walked in on a new horror, essentially. Well, I say horror. It's kind of like ridiculous to start with because I just find a lot of elements of this film like funny. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, it's because he's like a little bit smaller than what like a, a boy would be. <laughs> yeah. If he was the same size as like a, a normal, I don't know, what's supposed to be like 10, 12 year old boy. If yeah. he's the same size as a normal boy, I think it would, it might be a bit scarier. The fact that he's just like, Two thirds the size of a. Also, <laughs> of like a, I mean, maybe they, just, maybe they just didn't show us these parts. But if you're all like alone in a house and there's like some sort of dull thing, you're going to be doing some weird stuff and like around it, farting, like yeah. picking, like just you know I mean, like you'd be, you'd be like you yo, when you're in your car, like you just make stupid noise. Well, if you're me, you make stupid noises, <laughs> sing, do little voices for him, like you tell him to shut up, or like you have like a weird ongoing relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, up, you, <laughs> like you do these things Rob, like, you're a little prick aren't you <laughs> yeah I mean that's what, that's the kind of thing uh, scratch your ass and then smell it no, and then make Brown smell it. it what's that smell like Brown <laughs> <laughs> what's that smell like Brown <laughs> nothing Beef. you need to get your bloody snooter to you to get your sauce <laughs> checked out mate I mean all the way you're pissing off this like demon yeah, potentially but <laughs> Brahms, don't respond if you're a little twat how embarrassed would you be it's like when you realize you've been someone's been watching the whole time but it's actually a demon oh fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody oh, that's Scratch my balls that. in front of him i'm a demon <laughs> i'm well embarrassed i'll be honest i'm not scared i'm just embarrassed you saw me do a lot of weird shit <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't be doing roly poly for no apparent reason into the kitchen. <laughs> those those noises I was making when I had a poo, that's because I've got <laughs> I've got a medical issue that you I need are, to make those. You were harmonizing with your own trumps. Think <laughs> 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 we're alone now. Brahms. Yeah, I mean it it's almost like it's so absurd that it could be like a ridiculous horror comedy slash uh, ridiculous episode of a sitcom yeah. where somebody ends up looking up, looking after a dolly. A dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Little boy Brahms. Um, and you obviously mentioned that Brahms sounds like the noise from the Inception trailer. Brahm. Yeah, well, that's what they're called, I think. I think they're called a Brahm. Well, it's deep Brahms. Deep. Have you just done a Brahms, you dirty <laughs> little bastard? Been, you've been blaming everything on him, haven't you? Was that you? Maybe it's called like a Bram or something like that. But it is it is the inception noise, the trailer noise. Yeah. 
So it's um, pretty absurd because she's supposed to like. There's a strict list of rules, including like read read to him, play music to him, uh, put his food in the freezer if he doesn't eat it. That's what they say in the freezer. Yeah, if you don't eat his food, right, put it in the freezers to save it. Freezer just like overflow with this food. <laughs> that little porcelain dolly hasn't eaten. <laughs> just you got to be thinking, you guys, you need some sort of psychiatric help, guys. Yeah, but they they, they go they, like right away. They're like, right, we'll leave you to it. Go... What's the yeah. name's like? Right, best be off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keys. I'll leave you to it Got then. Them. <laughs> See you later, Brahms. Did yeah. they say goodbye to him? Um. Yeah, they must do. No, maybe they don't because they want to get away from him. I think is the the one thing we need to we need to sort of say from the get go is that even though this film kind of sets it up as Brahms potentially being a haunted porcelain doll, we don't actually see the doll move at any point. It doesn't move on its own. It doesn't, you know, do anything. It doesn't sequel, does it? It does in the sequel. Yes, obviously that's where the mythology starts to get a little bit skew with. There's a part. There's a part where um, she sees what she what she thinks is the doll crying, and she goes up to it. That's kind of creepy. But then she realizes there's a leak, mm. and it's land happens. What to it land is that actually is is the real Brahms taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, initially, when they leave, yeah. they they're going on like a, a holiday or like a getaway or just off to off to have a life without Brahms but dragging off, them down. Off to off themselves, aren't they? I thought. Don't they? Well, yeah, that's that's what it's revealed, but they don't say that to right. the grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they want yeah. We're off to off ourselves. They just say we're off down. Off to uh, the shops. Yes. Yeah. The shops. So so initially, Greta she like ignores the rules. Basically, does nothing with Brahms. She leaves him on a chair. Yeah. She covers him up with a blanket at one point. Um, she's on the phone all the time. She's eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She's chugging the wine down from the wine cellar like mm. anyone's business. Yeah. And um. What else? Well, there's oh, yeah, like a, a grocery man. Yeah, this is weird. As the delivery dude, he's outstanding as welcome, big time. All right, is there anything else I could do for you? Just fancy a chat. Just fancy a chat. Drop my groceries off and leave me alone. So he kind of checks in, and then I can't remember how it's revealed or why it's revealed, but he basically tells her that Brahms is a real boy. He was a real boy, and he was killed in a fire 20 years ago on his eighth birthday. So it's, it's setting up that he's a, he's a he's haunting the doll. It's like a chucky situation yeah. going on, yeah. Um, and yeah, they have they they go on a date, don't they? Some sort of weird. Or, or I think he asks her on a date, and then while she's getting showered and dressed, um, like her jewelry vanishes and her dress vanishes, and she ends up going up into the attic, thinking she hears like scuffling noises and stuff. She goes up into the attic, thinking that someone's mm. fucking with her. Yeah. Um, but then she gets like locked in there and can't get out, and she ends up just sleeping up there all night in nothing but a towel. Does she really? I don't remember that bit at all. Yeah, I felt like this is just the director going, "Yeah, and then you just got to sleep up in the attic in a towel." <laughs> um, and then she explains to Malcolm what happened. If I was Malcolm, I'd be like, "That's a definite bad excuse, and you've just basically completely stitched me up, and now you're hitting me with this. I'm embarrassed for you." Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I think they talk a little bit more about Brahms. There's a there's a painting isn't there with the with the man and the woman. The heel, the heel the shears. Is that what they're the called? boy Brahms looks like uh, the guy from Mad Magazine. 
We were like, in the paint. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mad Magazine. Yeah. So then, yeah, I don't remember any of this, by the way. I've remembered okay. a lot of the opening. I'm leading. Stuff. I'm leading yeah. the way with this. It's only been okay. a couple of weeks. Sorry. <laughs> it's alright. Um, so weird, more weird things are happening. Like you can hear like a child sobs in the hallways. Like, <laughs> um, phone calls keep getting cut off. Um, and there's things where the doll does begin to start move on its own, but we don't see it. So mm. we don't see the doll turning its head or getting up and walking off. The doll would like be one place and end up in another place, and obviously. She finds that creepy. She's getting to a point now where she's starting to think something, something's definitely up. Mm-hmm. Um, Brahms, or as we think it's Brahms, leaves her like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich outside her door. Obviously, what else would an American protagonist be eating other than peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yeah. Maybe, maybe a hot dog from New York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think she gets to the point where she basically believes that Brahms is in, in the doll. And she was like, right, better take this a bit more seriously also she's had a miscarriage or something right so she's like wants to look after this is like her replacement baby is that right am i remembering that right you you don't look at, you're not looking at me like i'm remembering this right i thought she had like uh or she had some sort of baby she maybe she couldn't have a baby or something or mm. no okay maybe, maybe well, that up. she she pretty much mugs mugs brahms off and from the get-go she's just like fuck off mate what, you want me to look after this doll? Yeah. You're having a laugh, aren't you? are watching the money roll in while I'm looking after this doll. Dollar, but yeah, dollar. basically, when she, think, when she thinks the doll is haunted, mm. she starts to take the things more seriously. So, Okay, um, yeah. There's a, bit, there's a bit where she goes a bit like, a bit nuts and tries to show Malcolm that the doll moves and she leaves him on the floor. I think she draws she draw a line around him or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then they go, they go out. I can't remember. <laughs> more and more, more and more stuff gets revealed. Yeah. Um. He tells, he tells Greta, uh, Malcolm tells Greta that Brahms was friends with this little girl who was found in the forest with a like skull caved in. And before the police could question Brahms, the house was burnt down with a minute. Okay. Yeah. So potentially an act of arson. Maybe his parents involved somehow. Um, but yeah, here we go. Sorry, maybe I've got this wrong, but it looks like you're you're right. Uh, she previously suffered a miscarriage after being beaten by her ex. Ah, uh, okay. So now, around about this time, <clears throat> starts to feel obligated to care for Brahms. So before, didn't we didn't bother. This time, feels a bit more obligated. Okay, yeah. Um, so then the the ex boyfriend turns up. He's arrived from America. Sniffs her out. Well, first, first we see <sighs> like the Hillshires. First, we see that the Hillshires write a goodbye letter to Brahms and just drown themselves by walking into the sea with like their pockets full of stones because that's going to work. <laughs> just put a just put a handful of gravel in your pockets and then the sea will take you. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe in the, what sea? It must be like Dover, White Cliffs of Dover or something. Why did you jump off a cliff? Why did you have to? Yeah, that would have be been better, wouldn't it? Midsummer just style. Because if I did like a, a suicide pact with somebody, I said, right, we're going to walk into the sea. I feel like I'd go in the underwater and then I'd go, oh, no, I ain't doing it. Yeah, but the stones, though, they're there to keep you down. Keep you down, yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah they just but... pull your pants down? She <laughs> 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 yeah, pockets full of stones. At least they're not it like swimming like... shorts. You know, they've got air in them. So I can't stay down. <laughs> it's like a hot air balloon. Under the floating, water. Crotch, <laughs> floating crotch first. 
<laughs> yeah, but imagine that's how you that'd be embarrassing though if that's how you died uh, and you were found you took your trous, trousers down in the sea just your trousers down yeah grab up your ass <laughs> <laughs> that'd be embarrassing wouldn't it yeah uh yeah but basically then we get onto the third act of the film which is that cole just appears in the house just like a right normal normal ex-boyfriend would do travel across the ocean it's got just... like a conquistador mustache beard thing going on as well right from what i remember <laughs> conquistador doesn't <laughs> it like a go-to it's like a twizzly mustache Maybe I'm thinking of what a weird else. thing to remember about someone. Remember <laughs> that guy who turned up? He was a bad guy at the end. Yeah, he had a conquistador. But you watched Sonic the Hedgehog too much. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think he's just got a bit of a beard, and long hair. He looks a bit like who's that dude who looks who was in Upgrade? Logan, uh, Logan Marshall. Marshall Green. Yeah. yeah, he looks like him, but right. long hair. Yeah, uh, it's not him. His name is Ben Robson. Boyfriend arrives. Uh, I was just saying. I think the boyfriend's just he swings his balls around. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's pissing on everything like it's showing its dominance, metaphorically, I mean. He basically acts like, yeah, exactly what I've done coming to you and is, is really normal. Yeah, and you should be kind of glad that I'm here. It's it's very very strange. Like, yeah. obviously a classic um, douche, douche maneuver. Douche yeah. douche maneuver. Yeah, doucheman. <laughs> okay, so uh, and he smashes the doll. I think because uh, I, I can't remember the scene properly, but I remember that he he kind of like does it away because she's acting weird around it or something. So he's like, screw this, <clears throat> I'm going to smash your doll up because he's abusive. Yeah. That's what he's like. Yeah, because he's abusive. So, but I think what happens is like Malcolm's there. And obviously, this cold dude is initially like quite aggressive of him because he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing knocking around my missus for?" Even though obviously that's not the case. Uh, yeah. Greta puts puts when she puts Brahms to sleep, she asks him for help. Yeah, kind of go, yeah. And when he wakes up, he sees like a message in blood telling him to leave, um, and he kind of believes it was Greta or Malcolm fucking with him. And yeah, yeah. he basically smashes smashes the doll's head to dust, doesn't he? 
Yeah. Okay. So this is where the big reveal is. So all the time before he was a spooky doll, um, and then he like burst out of the fireplace or something. I'm not too sure. Out, he comes out of a mirror. So like the yeah. house like is shaking, and you hear loads of things in the walls. And Cole hears noises behind the mirror. Has a look. Mirror gets smashed in. And from back, the, now the reveal of this is kind of pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. He's wearing he's wearing like a porcelain mask that looks identical to the doll's face, and he sort of comes out, but dressed a bit weird. He's just got like some sort of cardigan on and like long flowing curly hair. He looks That's a bit like of, he's uh, was in Blur or like one of those sort of Britpop bands. Yeah. yeah, he looks pretty hench though. He looks pretty hench. He looks like he gets mm. his initials. I was like, is he going to be able to be like a killer? How is he hench? How is he not like a exactly? How is he yeah. hench? How is he hench? Been doing in there. <laughs> What's he yeah. been doing in there? Um, so yeah, so Brahms survived the fire. He's been living in the walls of the house, and obviously everything that's been involved with Brahms moving and all this stuff that you thought was supernatural obviously isn't happening. It's been Brahms all along, coming out from behind the walls and fucking with everybody. They're pretty nuts, but he kills. He kills Cole. How does he kill Cole? Does he just stabs him? Stabs him, smushes him, does something. And now it turns in, this final part of the film turns into like a cat and mouse, um, yeah. like stalker, uh, serial killer type thing. Um, yeah, but they go in, in, into the walls and they find like the where they've been living, where, so where Brahms has been living. They find um, her missing dress and jewellery is in his bed. Mm-hmm. He's a bit, of a bit of a perv as well. Um yeah, and he basically there's a final letter which reveals the plan of leave, leaving Greta as as someone for Brahms yeah. to look after, or just to be a I don't know. Um, but yeah, then she forces Brahms to go to bed. <laughs> she goes right bedtime now, bedtime, and he does he does go to bed like a good boy. Yeah, um, and he asks for a good night kiss, but then she stabs him with a screwdriver. Uh... It's very, very nice, and definitely is against the rules, right? <laughs> I uh, don't remember any of this. I, maybe you remember the screwdriver. I remember him coming out of the mirror because it's quite a good. It was a good moment. I mean, as much as I didn't really enjoy the film, it was a, a, a decent little surprise. Wasn't expecting that. Um, it's a it's a modern. I think I'd already expressed annoying. Okay. Loads, loads. But I feel like after this, there are so many more questions. Loads of questions were left unanswered. So yeah, Brahms basically fights with Greta, tries to choke her, but then she pushes the screwdriver deeper into him. He collapses. Greta and Malcolm run away, and then we do get a sort of like a final scene, which is Brahms, who survived. He's repairing the shattered doll, even though the shat- the doll was shattered beyond any form of repair because it was literally smashed to dust. And even if you wanted to put all time, the pieces back together, it's got a lot of time on his ends. Here's, here's a pile of sand. I meant to turn it into what? Do you know what I mean that's nuts? And it looks like it looks by film too. It's pretty much back to normal. I didn't even tell it. I couldn't even tell if it was smashed at one point. Also, uh, just also. another question: the big reveal in number two, because he gets smashed up in number two as well. How come he hasn't got that kind of thing going on in number one when he gets smashed up? You know what I mean? The face. Because thing. as we've discussed, right before we go into spoilers for number two, as we've discussed, the this is so inconsistent. It's like they've just gone with the second film, right? That was a twist in the first film. We can't do the same thing again. We're going to have to twist it again on its head and completely undo pretty much everything that came in the first film. There's no there's no consistency. Yeah, It's just a load of bollocks, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a load of bollocks. Uh, okay, well, 
in terms of grading the first one, I would say it would be unfair for me because I don't remember everything about it. But I do remember it being very middle of the road, a little bit less than middle of the road, really. Um, I would probably go for a D off the top of my head, but um, that might be being too lenient. I'm not too sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think maybe I'd go for a a D plus for that okay. one because I don't think I think it's got some interesting little D plus sounds really negative, but I mean it's yeah. not it. It's not original by any sense of the word, you know. Yeah. And yeah, there we go. Okay, so uh, number two, Brahms. They called it now with the subtitle "The Boy 2. Why wasn't it called? Why wasn't it just called "The Boy 2? Or wasn't it called like just Brahms? Or why not? Brahms, the Boy Two is just fucking weird, right? It is weird. Uh, this one nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. It's one point less of Rotten Tomatoes. One point seven on Letterboxd. Um. This one was weird because I went to the cinema and it was rammed. Like, yep. it was Same absolutely here. rammed. Uh, there's tons of younger, I guess they're like teens, um, and they were like screaming their heads off. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. <laughs> it there was, was really there was weird. Like, there was a lot, there was a row in front of me of people who were screaming their heads off and they were reacting like they'd never seen a film before. They yeah. were like literally, they were like, un- be- they couldn't believe what was unfolding in front of them. Yeah. Where my eyes were rolling so far into the back of my head, I was like the Undertaker. There was like, a, were like a dream jump scare, and I heard someone say, oh, "That was terrifying." Like whispering to them, and I was like, "The thing is, like this, these um, films aren't scary. Like they're not scary. Like there might be a little bit of a creepy nature to some bits and some of the visuals, but they're not scary. Like the actual scares only come from loud noises. Yeah, that's the only thing they come from. And if you if you're scared by a loud noise and you can't feel a, a jump scare coming. When everything goes quiet, I said th- these kind of horror films are made for a certain type of audience, and it's not. I wouldn't even say it's the general horror consuming audience. It's not that. Yeah. It's like a really, really casual horror audience yeah. who are maybe maybe their gateway to horror has been you know things like Insidious, possibly The Conjuring, but even things films, like that. I feel like those films have got more more scares, more genuine scares. Definitely, definitely. But that's like the gateway. That's like the gateway that they've mm. had to films, and that these films are like the kind of things they like. When you see Annabelle Creation, it's like, oh, creepy doll. We're definitely going to see that. That's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, look, Brahms, another creepy doll. We'll see that. That's terrifying. It's that there's nothing about these films that aren't cookie cutter, cookie cutter for scares, but also like almost a whole story in the way it pans out. Like it's, there's it's nothing less, about them. It's less about sort of. I mean, this is going to be. Maybe this isn't all the way true, but it's along the it's along the lines. Like uh, it's less about artistic uh, intention and more about uh, funhouse moments, funhouse gags that are going to yeah. sort of get people. Um, and yeah. the, the better ones, I think, I are the ones that are more inventive <laughs> with those gags and are actually, actually feel genuinely quite creative and inventive with those gags. The ones like this one. But there's no creativity. I, I mean, it sounds really harsh, but they were just they were phoning in the scares. I don't think there was one scare, and I was like, "Oh, that was that was uh, an interesting." There, there were some it. moments. There were some moments where there was like some a character crossing like a window, um, or suddenly yeah. a shadow appearing, and that that was accompanied by that that huge that really loud violin yeah. bang noise. It's like no, that that does not warrant that. Like. Yeah. Be completely silent, and suddenly a character passes a window. Yeah. Much more scary. Oh, shit, did you see that there? Then, much more scary. Really makes you anticipate the scare. If if you get like a massive loud noise with it, you kind of go, "Oh shit, fuck that loud noise!" I'm pissed off about that. And then you're kind of like 
anticipating the next scare. Right, yeah. when's the next bit? You're anticipating the scare rather than being invested in the characters and what is happening in the story. You're just anticipating the next loud noise. But, I mean, I mean, if this is getting people into horror and it's getting bums in seats to watch horror movies, then I'm all for that. I just kind of wish there was, it was the thing that's getting people into, into cinema was something a bit more creative i guess or would people who watch this and be like oh this is this is cool horror's got a lot to offer i i, I do worry people are going to see this and like no horror's not for me but this isn't the mm. best example of a horror movie at the cinema um but i mean no. and, for, and oh. a point i've made sorry to talk about jump scares again but a point i've made is you hate jump that, scares. <laughs> is that an animated film for kids could have yeah. a jump scare in it with the same amount of of like artistic flair as they do in here like if there was, you know, you know those weird little horror bits they have in like Toy Story or something when they, they there's like a creepy, yeah, creepy yeah, area of yeah. a creepy toy or something, and you get a you get a jump scare because you know it's it's the the soundtrack suddenly peaks. Yeah, yeah. like that makes you jump because it's it's a loud noise and you know you you're kind of almost like half expecting it. I honestly think like the real scares really do just come from. It's almost for me a real scare is when I can't quite look at it. It's almost like I'm like this. Well, Ooh. yeah, there's like two, there's two, ty- two ah. types of stuff for that for me. There's the one um, underwater. I felt it a bit, but like that sort of green room thing, you know, he sticks his hand through the thing, and it's like there's a visceral sort of genuine scariness for me for that. It's like a, bo- a body horror, a body horror sort of thing to that. But yeah. There's also the genuine, the one that sort of gives you chills down your spine. I when I pick up hereditary, some of the scenes in that way, there's like something in the dark, you can't quite see it. You're not too sure what it is. Yeah. Something, Gen- genuinely something spooky. Yeah. Something that's so otherworldly that you're just like, oh, well, that's not supposed to be there, or like, yeah. what on, what is that? Yeah, that, those are the kind of things that generally that generally scare me. Yeah, but yeah, jump jump scares do get on my nerves, and I know that they're Mate, Blair Witch. R- the r- ending to that is terrifying. Yeah, really. But um, and I know that jump scares are really commonplace in modern horror, and they and but not only are they commonplace, but they do have their place in modern horror. It's not like I'm saying get rid of all jump scares forever. It's just what I just wish they were done with a little bit more like tactile. They were a little bit more tactile when they happened rather than yeah, yeah. counting down the minutes. Like this, this, the, the boy too has probably got jump scares every, what would you say? Every eight or nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe even less than that. Cause this film is only 86 minutes long. At what point in so this prob- film did you, were you watching and you were like, Oh no. Like at what point did you sort of realize, oh, we're not in for? Because like two hours long, and I'd, I'd driven to the cinema on my own. I was like watching it, and it, it was pretty much a minute in. See if this, see if this <coughs> triggers you. Like a minute. In. Well, like there's a bit where um, in the opening credits, <laughs> before anything's happened, it says um, the, the one company who's been involved is called STX Productions, and it says uh, STX Productions. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh no! Surely that should be NSTX Productions." Like, if they can't get that bit right, <laughs> oh no, grammatically incorrect. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, and no, there was like a statue, and he had these little usual. in the credits. He had these little. They're like drawing on um, accents, like little curly white accents. They, they look pretty, and they were quite classical looking, gothic looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one statue, and they drew a mustache on him, like it yeah. wasn't supposed to be. And I was like, "Why have they done that? Like, yeah. that's surely." There are some bits, yeah, like some bits in the aesthetic, like the text and the yeah. and some of it's pretty good. But then when they start doing things like newspaper clippings and um, photos from the past and stuff, it looked like 
someone who just learned how to use Photoshop had done it, like a like yeah. a room, and they'd superimpose little Brahms in <laughs> in the yeah. background like yeah. that. He was there the old time, Brahms. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. some of the old alter- photographs. Alternative, yeah. alternative titles for this film, right? Okay. So Andy Conduit Turner gave us Bad Brahms Life. Yeah, that's good. Brahms <laughs> Strikes Back would be quite good. Um, what, what was that one? Two Brahms, Brahms Strikes Back. Yeah. Two Brahms, too boisterous. <laughs> Are we talking like the number two? Like Fast and Furious sort yep. of a boist- like yeah. Fast, like too Fast, Too Furious, but Two, two Brahms, Brahms too, boisterous. too boisterous. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, and... I don't know. I think there were some more, but maybe that was it. And in re- referring back to our ep- to our episode on the Omen, Andy asked me if there were any baboons barking at bad boy Brahms. If anybody gets that, you're a true horror hangout fan. There were no baboons barking at bad boy Brahms, but that could have been <laughs> that could have made that could have improved this film. If they went to like a nature reserve or Longleat, I probably would have had a lot more fun with this. Yeah, yeah. Not should, much, I'd not love to see him out and about yeah. with the boy, wouldn't you? The boy goes out. Yeah. The boy goes out, like trying on hats at various different. It's like Baby's Day Out, Brahms Day Out, and he's sort of. Brahms uh, Day Out, little. Yeah, well, I mean, so okay, so Katie Holmes is in this film. Uh, I guess she was the big sell of of the film. Although she is, um, I, she's, I guess she's putting effort in, but it's um, it seems a bit like she's phoning it into me. Um, she's phoning it. We remember that she turned down The Dark Knight all that time ago, two thousand and eight. She yeah. she didn't want to be in the Dark Knight, one of the greatest superhero films ever, one of the greatest yeah. films ever. But she said yes to Brahms the Boy too. She yeah. went yeah, count me in. Yeah, I mean I imagine I mean it, it's probably an easy sell. Um, some some time in England, you get to spend some time in the countryside, chilling out and stuff. But like um, to the well, act- I think they must have shot some in England. They must have shot some in the US as well in that house. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else is in this film? So there's a little boy. Um, I don't remember his name. Little boy Brahms. <laughs> the, the little boy in it is called Jude, Jude. played by Christopher Convery. He was fine. Like. I thought he was he was decent. Young boy playing. He looked selling it quite well. Yeah, he looked a lot like the doll. Which yeah, was, yeah. Which was probably the best. Probably the only film that the only thing that this film got right was the fact that they cast a kid. Who did genuinely look like the boy? Well, maybe they kind of tweaked the look of the boy a bit. I can't even remember. Mm, don't know if it looked much different for the first one. Yeah. Um. Maybe they tweaked the look of the boy so he looked a bit more like Jude, and it kind of made it added a different dynamic to this creepiness. I guess was the fact that this boy was clearly friends with the boy, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and uh, it was kind of like maybe controlling him in some way or influencing yeah. him in some way, and there was loads of ways this could have gone, you know, because. Katie Holmes's character had like gone through um, quite a traumatizing event, and she she wasn't dealing with it very well. Jude had been through the same event and wasn't dealing with it very well. So lots of opportunity there for one of them to to be potentially the cause of this or the antagonist or the true yeah, the, yeah. be revealed as being. And I thought it was going to possibly go that way that it was going to be one of them who was really really contr- possibly her. I thought yeah. because you know. She was the main character, and it seemed like she was trying to protect her son. But that would have been cool. But the way it went in the end was a bit like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, Jude doesn't. After the traumatic event at the start, Jude doesn't talk. So 
but then they, when they hear voices, it may sound like, is it the doll that's talking? But by this point, we all believe the doll isn't haunted. We've seen the first one. So we know that it's, um, yeah. there isn't anything haunted about it. It was actually a, a guy in the walls. So this time it's like it's still trying to sell you that it's haunted. So it's a bit like, what, what, what are they playing at here? What's? But did you not think that on? because we saw at the end of the boy that that Brown's was still alive? I couldn't remember the real that. Brown. <laughs> I didn't remember that. So I thought, right, okay, so he's still alive and he's still fucking with people. He's still like around yeah. about. Knock. He's still knocking about. But then the more and more yeah. things that happened, the more and more you're like, well, it's like now they're making it more supernatural. Because how can they explain? There's a part where the doll's head turns. Yeah. yeah. Um. How can you explain that unless he's got it on a little string? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what kind of stuff happens is so there's there's a lot of them just in this. They go, they get away to the countryside. The dad, the son, and Kitty Holmes. Yeah. So, so they, there was a burglary in their in their in their house. These these sort of home invaders attacked Kitty Holmes and the boy, and she had a head, head injury. He ended up being silent for months because he's traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all go to this property to kind of get away from it all. And it happens to be the same house from the first film. Um, and they're exploring the woods, exploring the house. And then Jude finds the doll, the little boy Brahms. Yeah. Buried in like a shallow grave <clears throat> covered in dirt. And as normal parents do, they say, yeah, you can keep him. Not put that horrible, dirty, disgusting porcelain uh, doll back in the ground where dude. you found it. <laughs> You, just... what have you done there? Probably covered in loads of shite. Yeah. Well, so she doesn't do that. Kate Holmes like gives it one of the most sensual bathe, like bathing, oh, this is bathing secrets I've ever seen in my life. Of... What? This bit reminded me. Of... Do you remember the scene in Toy Story Two? I was going to say Toy Story Two. The guy, the <laughs> yeah. guy, like cleans up yeah. uh, Woody and sews his arm back on and With cleans his eyeballs. Cotton buds. It's exactly <laughs> the same as that. Yeah, but like it's so weird. I'd be like, I get the uh, scouring pad, some of that bleach spray, just like give him a scrub down. She's like taking a like tiny time, really intricate, yeah. getting in the eyes and stuff. Like oh, that's, that's good enough, mate. Like, what do you want to do? I'll put it in the dishwasher. I'll just give it. I'll give it a once over with a J cloth, and that'd be it. Yeah, yeah. She's like shammy, levering, like polishing it all up, <laughs> brushing his hair. Yeah, it's no it's wonder it ends yeah. up bloody. No wonder it ends up haunting him. It's like, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so um, moving on, like I said, there's a lot of bits with them in the house. Is having weird, awkward conversations that I don't believe any of the <laughs> relationship between uh, the dad and the, and Katie Holmes. That's there's some there's yeah, some so dodgy acting going on there. Uh, just strange yeah. performances. Um, it wasn't the best. Obviously, there's some tension between them because she hasn't really qu- quite come to terms with the thing that, that happened. He's obviously like frustrated. Jude's acting like a creepy little weirdo. Um, he's becoming more and more withdrawn. Uh, carries a doll everywhere he goes. Again, this is another thing that's weird because the doll's so small. So they like, kind of like put it over their arm, like yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also the, there's the groundskeeper who's acting freaky. Yeah, so groundskeeper is played by Ralph Innocent Einson. He's in The Witch, and he's also Finchie from The Office. Yeah. which I think I'll always know him as. Oh, yeah, and he's course, obviously yeah. got the most deep, booming voice yeah. ever. Although he kind of, in, this, in his initial stages of the film, he seems like a, like a good guy. Like he's looking out for them. He's keeping his eye on them. Clearly we understand that he's obviously understands what's happened with Brahms before. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying to keep an eye on them. Carries a bloody shotgun everywhere. Uh, and he's got a dog which barks at Jude and the boy at one point. 
I don't know any anyone. I live in the sort of countryside area, and the, no one carries shotgun. double barrel no. shotguns around. No, just constantly <laughs> just over their arm. Yeah, like what are you trying to prove, mate? Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's loads of like weird stuff where the doll, they the parents want to appease Jude and the doll because it's helping him get over his his uh, trauma. But then the doll starts imposing rules, like he has to have his own plate at dinner. He uh, has to watch TV until 10 o'clock, whatever his rules are, I can't quite remember. And then, um, so when, I mean, it speaks of stuff's happening. The, there's loads of bits where Katie Holmes is kind of like telling the, telling the kid off and separating them up. And she thinks she hears it move or like, uh, she's, she's having a lot of dreams as well. I think there's like two or three dream sequences potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And these are probably the only, the only jump scares, which kind of feel, warranted because what's happening in these dream sequences is she's reliving what happened with the with the burglars burglars and that they that, they kind of feel warranted because why would the burglar be there again you're like okay mm-hmm. so this is a shock the, the jump scare is oh shit it's a dream yeah, yeah um yeah but apart from that about halfway through the movie uh this is a, a boring movie <laughs> yeah you can tell I mean, for, the, for, the, for the length of the film yeah, there is so much where you're just like, oh god! Like, I genuinely felt quite bored and like checking the time. And I stuff, was, like, yeah. Oh god! You know, you, you, I mean, I always probably check the time when I'm at the cinema anyway. At some point, but it's not like 20 minutes in. <laughs> like no. the first 20 minutes, no, no. I'm normally well into the film. This I was like, thinking, oh no, only oh, three Jesus minutes have gone by. <laughs> yeah, but um, so th- th- there's like a cousins in that arrive. Uh, there's like a little girl. Uh, a little boy and then uh, an older well, a boy a really terrible terrible actor this little boy yeah like, I know he's just a little boy but that can't be the best take yeah, you actually, got this you know kid what I actually found this bit quite tense I think I yeah. was this... you knew something terrible was going to happen yeah but it seemed to be played out quite well as well so I had Katie Holmes basically uh, the, the boys are playing outside there's a croquet uh, pitch <laughs> we've got him uh, and um... croquet pitch <laughs> Yeah, the, the, he kicks the edge off one of the croquet uh, wickets. I think these are <laughs> technical terms. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it leaves like a spiky stick sticking up in the sky. So you know something's going to happen. Katie Holmes is looking out the window at them. Uh, and it seems to really build this bit up. Like she keeps looking at the doll and then it's mm. building up. The music's swelling and stuff. Uh, I found this bit quite tense. And, and then the little boy doll, she sees the doll's head move. And then the arsehole kid lands, trips and lands yeah. and gets impaled on the. He is Honestly. a little asshole kid. Like to see an to asshole kid get their comeuppance so immediately <laughs> is is probably unheard of. Yeah, but yeah. what do you say? Probably doesn't deserve to get impaled. Not in the lung, like in the leg or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's a, he's a little bit of a bastard. He's kind of like making fun of Jude for having the doll, saying he's a weirdo, and he's he keeps calling him mental. He's a mental. Yeah. He's you're a bloody mental. You are. He's just a little bastard. And the little girl, like, he's got like a Dutch accent or something. She goes, Leave him alone, Brahms. <laughs> Not Brahms, sorry. Whatever the, boy, whatever the boy's called. Yeah. Let him play with his boy. That's Don't make German. me run. Sorry. I'm full of chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate. German again. Um, so, yeah, that obviously happens. And that's obviously one terrible thing. Then there's like, they have an argument at dinner, and the, and the massive, heavy dining table ends up being flipped over. And that's when the husband starts to say to Katie Holmes' character, it's probably you doing all this. She can, that table's bloody heavy. And yeah. she's like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we get so many, we get a lot of cliche things, like violent drawings in a notepad, 
which mm-hmm. ended oh, up God, turning yeah, out to yeah. be not 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 hundred percent real, but still like so cliche, like yeah, the kid doing drawings like that and then there's lots of he obviously writes on paper first of all we should get him a whiteboard because he's going through paper like nobody's business <laughs> most art pads are he expensive writes, <laughs> yeah geez he's writing on like the, see the ply on that paper yeah and he writes um you're making him angry and all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's built up pretty quickly and then she starts doing research into what happened to the doll um, another, another cliche bit which is i found i, I was like couldn't quite believe they just went all the way with it, like the the internet research page, like internet research montage, where like a, the, the computer images are flashing across. Oh, you wait, are the wait, Photoshop images were bad. She looks on Brahms's foot for like a, a sort of a, a serial number. Yeah, and she types it in upside down. Now, when she looks at it, the logo on his foot is upside down. So anyone with two brain cells would go. Oh wait, is that upside down? Right, maybe it's this. Yeah. And she puts it upside down, and when nothing comes up, she like screws up the paper and discards it without a second thought. And then we return to it a little while later, and she's like, "Oh yeah, maybe I'll try that." Yeah. Like, oh my god, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have kids. You shouldn't be in charge of anything if you don't. Can't even think about writing well, it upside down. Whenever some of the stupid things I've done like that, like forgetting passwords and shit, I, I, I'll, I'll let her right, off for that. Okay. It's a human moment now. <laughs> Maybe, but it just doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. when when it's in a when it's in a film, it feels like a moment that you know you don't plot plot for your audience, like a natural, your audience to be yeah. so far ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's frustrating for an audience to go, "No, you should have done upside, you're doing it upside down, or something like that." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So uh, she finds out that doll's got a long history of uh, pe- before the previous film. There's people dying all over the shop. There's always, always like yeah. parents getting killed by. Um, the little children who are making friends with the doll, and the doll's always there. Always looks like he's been badly photoshopped in to every yeah. situation. <laughs> he's always like, <laughs> it's like a family photo like that, and then the doll's there in the back, and like, yeah, like high res. Like the rest doll. of it's like a de- demograph, what they call it. And he's like a high yeah, res, yeah, yeah, black and white photo it's in the middle. Res. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. And then yeah. obviously, as she starts to find out the history of the doll, while the husband is at hospital, is at the hospital with the cousin who got impaled. He just some random local dude just starts going, "Oh, you living? You're staying in that house, are you? Well, you never guess what happened with a dolly in a Brahms. Yeah, a dolly. A dolly's a bad boy, and yeah. the, the Brahms boy, all that shit. Like, I mean, it's just nuts. It's just, it's just, um, it whacks you over the head with, you know, from from both angles, trying to just there we go, from both angles, <laughs> trying to tell, trying to basically just for, tell you what the story is, and like, come on, give your audience a little bit of respect." Jude, Jude goes missing. Yep. Kate Holmes chases yep. him to the old house, which is the house from the first movie, I believe. She goes into the walls. Um, there's a cool bit where she can't quite see something, and you see like the boy. It looks like the boy is like saying, "Come on, mummy, come on." Uh, so yeah. she goes. There's a jump scare in here, if you remember, where. Well, maybe it was a bit earlier, but there's a jump scare when she's in the walls, and it's honestly a jump scare for nothing. There's just a jump, yeah. a jump, and I'm like, what? What was that in aid of? It's like she turns around, and the jump scare is that there was nothing there. That's not a jump scare. Yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> for God's sake, Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, so uh, what's his face is like wearing the doll mask now, similar to what the um, Brahms, the other Brahms, the real Brahms, wore in the last one. Um, Little Brahms, big well, Brahms. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, what happens now? The groundskeeper turns up. 
and he starts talking about Brahms and he knows about it. Um, I don't remember what happens here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the groundskeeper turns up and he's like groundskeeper Willie. He's basically been like being controlled by the doll somehow, like after the events of the first film. He's the one who pieced it back together. To, like, He's the one that pieced him back together. So Brahms, as in the boy Brahms, as yeah. in the grown boy Brahms, the real Brahms, is officially dead. A bit underwhelming, I guess. Oh, he's dead, is he? Right, great. Yeah. Um, so he's being basically being controlled, and 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 so Brahms is really a demonic, dull, supernatural being that that sort of like hunts down and become friendly with families. Ends up. We don't know exactly yet. Like they still could be holding back the reveal on that, but. Um... The groundskeeper is, I don't know, doing stuff to Kate Holmes. She gets the shotgun, hits him in the throat with it or something like that. I think he, I don't know why he puts the shotgun down, but she gets the shotgun, hits him in the throat with it, runs to the house to catch up with him. And the little yep. kid is now stood by like the incinerator, like the fire with the doll. Uh, and she puts the shotgun down and then she's like looking at the doll or something. And then the kid picks up the shotgun <laughs> and is like pointing it at her. Um, yeah. And then this is, like, I guess, this is the reveal. So, because I thought maybe the groundskeeper is 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 taken place of uh, is the proxy this time, whereas the other boy was the last time. Um, mm-hmm. But the dad turns up and he wallops because oh god, he's he's um, at a pub somewhere. Um, yeah. And then there's a, there's a person there who goes, "Ah, oh, you're from the the Brahms house. Let me tell yeah, you all it. about the that's, Brahms that's house." It. That's yeah, what yeah. I got mixed up. Yeah, yeah. I forgot when that happened. Yeah, I thought it was at a hospital, but no. Oh yeah, is it a hospital? Yeah. Oh, uh, so then oh, so um, I think it's a hospital <laughs> calf. Uh, so then um, <clears throat> he he sneaks up. He he wallops Brahms the the the, the doll over the head. So bearing in uh, mind that this guy has been pretty much the whole way through this film not believing that anything supernatural is happening or weird. Suddenly yeah. this guy tells him he's like, right, okay, it is the doll after all. I'm gonna go and smash the living I shit out it. of it with crooked <laughs> mallet. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crooked mallet. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he wallops. It's like I said. So this, so they smash his face off, but this time mm-hmm. there's a demon underneath the face, and it's been a demon all yeah. along. Uh, it's yeah. got like maggots crawling out of its mouth and stuff, and all oh, this crazy shit, stuff. It's no. so shit. <laughs> it's like it's like that doesn't. It is honestly like, but that doesn't make any sense in comparison to what happened in the first one, unless we're meant to disregard loads about the first one. It just again, it's another plot device within these two films that just has more more questions appear than answers. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe when did he do the third one? They'll answer it. Oh, and yeah. that one would be called, uh, what would that be called? Billy underscore Brahms 2 underscore the boy 3. Underscore like the boy 3. <laughs> Brahms okay. is back again. Bad Brahms. Bad boy Brahms. Uh, okay, so then um, the boy Jude, he comes back to his senses. He's like he does what the um, the American lady did in the last one. He's like scoots him, goes, "Oh, you, yeah, I love you, Brahms," and then chucks him in the fire. Yeah, yeah. So basically, gives him the old, uh, yeah. gives him the old one too, cheeky. The Bra- so Bra- the doll Brahms kills Joseph first, who's the groundskeeper dude. And yeah, kill him. Like he just kind of thinks it, like just thinks supersonic, supersonic yeah. head thing, Professor X shit. Yeah, smash. <laughs> um, just touches his head like that, and he circles up here his head. <laughs> yeah. We'll be together forever, Brahms. And throws him in the fire. Yeah. Why was the why was the incinerator there in the first place? Like unless, incinerating stuff. It's not. Yeah, but it's not. It's a house. You see, it? 
Do we have yeah, incinerators? No, but the fact that it's there, I go, right, okay, well, the doll's going to get incinerated now. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost like, right, okay, well, we know this is get where this is going. There was no, yeah. nothing surprising about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then basically that's it. The family are all right. There's they like go a back post credits thing. Yeah, where. You go back to the house, we're having a bit of dinner. Uh, Jude's talking like normal now. He's absolutely fine. Won't show up now. The, won't show up now. If anything, like this, this event was more traumatizing than the I bloody was burger. That. Yeah. Start. Why is this not more traumatizing? Sure, well, it's like, just brought them together. Yeah. She'll be having nightmares. Like she will never stop having nightmares now. Okay. Yeah. No. It'll be like the burglars. <laughs> yeah. the burglars. I can't even say that word. The burglars with Brahms masks. <laughs> burglars. That's what it'll be. She'll be yeah. like, shit. Yeah. The boiglers. Hey, you look some kind of boigler. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I mean I've got to say, I appreciate that it's an English produced film. I think it is. Um, and they're obviously making some money, making some manga. They're obviously getting people into horror, getting bums and seats in the, in the theatre, which is always good. But I just wish it was a much, much better film. I wish there was much more effort put into the scares, into the gags. I wish there was any effort at all put into the scares. You can't just have noise, loud noises for no reason at all. You've got to be creative. I mean, they kind of they kind of put themselves up against the American... Uh, films like the Conjuring verse stuff in this in this movie, but they're not even trying to match like the creativity of the gags. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, it's really disappointing. As I said, like it's good that people are getting bumps in seats, but I think as a as for like a real big fan of the genre, it's I mean a notoriously like early of cinema horror releases in the early part of the year are notoriously not so great. Right? Is that a thing? I don't know. I, don't, I never, never really know about February, that kind of stuff. Yeah. February horror, horror is apparently not yeah, so great. Yeah, but was good. I, well, I liked it. Also, what was the other one we saw recently? Uh, Come to Daddy. I thought that was pretty cool. I actually uh, yeah, really like that. that yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but I'm glad what it, what it's doing for the for like getting bums in the seats. But yeah, it's as a fan, as a big fan of the genre, this is incredibly disappointing. It kind of does everything that I everything I don't like about the genre. It does, and there's so many cliches. Like you just got to be thinking, how 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 do these things keep getting into films like these days? Because they're yeah, yeah. overdone. Yeah, disappointed. Okay, so oh, I was going to rate this film uh, a D minus. I kind of feel like it's it D minus. I don't want to say about it. I think I'll I think I'll go for a D minus too because uh, so I don't far. think it was considerably. I don't think it's considerably. Well, I was about to say I don't think it's considerably worse than the first one, but I think it might be. And so it's considerably worse than the first one, and the first one ain't even that good. Leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, trivia. I've got a name game for you. Uh, we know the naming convention, the boy. Very nice. So <clears throat> yeah, you know how the game works. Just the boy, not Brahms. The boy too. I've just gone for the boy on this on this time around. Okay. So I'll give you the, uh, the the plot of a movie, and you tell me what the movie's called. Okay, uh, number one: a girl is given a glass of milk, but the milk is not what it seems. The soy. Correct. <laughs> uh, nice. Number two: a very smart man. Somebody. A very smart man goes around town doing very smart things until he does something very very dumb. The... <laughs> the... Go on, I can see you want to say it. <laughs> the doy? Yeah. 
<laughs> the doy. Yeah, yeah. Doy, come on. Okay, uh, number three. It's good, but it's not right. It's good, but it's not. It's good, but it's not right. Yeah, it's trying the... to make sense. It's a, sort of an impression of a guy. Was it the cat? Was it the guy from Catchphrase? The Roy. <laughs> there you go. Okay, yeah, boy. Four, uh, Brad Pitt is an incredible action gladiator who attacks the town but has a bum ankle. Um, the Troy. Yeah. Bummed ankle. Number five. Yeah. Some meddling kids sneak into a back garden to steal the neighbor's prized potato, but the security light comes on, and from the house they hear the old man shouting at them. <laughs> <laughs> The is it related to potatoes? Uh, I can't tell you that. I mean, sort of, but not really. It's related to some kids stealing a potato, and then a man shouting at him. I don't know. I don't. The, the, I don't know. Okay. I can't get that one. Damn, I'm annoyed. The oi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've really got to reduce my expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lower expectations. Like, what's another word for potato? Come on. Let me know the red herring. Um, wait. Okay, doesn't matter. Red <laughs> um, Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this has um, been a long one about a couple of films that I don't think either of us particularly enjoyed that much. But uh, I'm glad they're done. <laughs> I'm glad we ticked them off the list. Yeah, glad they're done as well. There do we know go. what we're doing next week? I feel like we had well, a plan. I know. So we did have a plan. We were going to do nine. It was just so pretty. However, let's not want to throw, I don't want to throw a huge spanner in the works, but The Invisible Man is out on Friday. And oh, it's cool. been getting favorable reviews. I think we're looking at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. So that might be interesting to do, unless you'd rather have a, a break from new releases for a week and then go to it. It's up to you. I'm not for doing either. Um, I'm quite looking forward to Invisible Man. So I'll go watch it anyway. Okay, we'll get. Let's let's see what happens next week. It Ooh, might be Invisible Man. It might be Nightbreed. <laughs> um, it'll just be a nice surprise yeah. for whoever tunes in next week. Come cool, on. Okay, <clears throat> and then we'll do um, Midian. No, what's it called? What's it actually called? What the um, Nightbreed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midian's yeah, like the, yeah. the sea. Midian. Okay, cool. Place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Cover Back to Cameron for theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating review on iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Head over to Facebook and uh, go join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right dude. Thank you, Luke. Thanks for everything. Very suddenly, I'm dying for a was. <laughs> oh. oh. Go and enjoy it, mate. You've earned it. Thank you. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.